Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. Xbox one two three sixty. A new day is dawning for DX. And now your hosts, Sean Xbox Wolfman. Welcome to Xbox one two three sixty, everyone. I was gonna open the show by wishing everyone a happy New Year, but it's kind of hard when I wake up this morning and uh, go to my phone, and the first thing I see is that we lost Mean Gene Okerlund. So uh, yeah. Um, shit. I know. So, um, wow. Hey, so t- you guys have some stuff. I mean, no. I I know I've been, I grew up on Mean Gene. Like, Same. You know, um, and uh, he was around way, like way before I ever saw my first wrestling match. Sure. Uh, but like, so, you know, and I know like the things he's done, but you want to share a couple of tidbits, like some of this? Well, first of, of all, I guess we should say history. that. He passed away at the age of 76. The reason for his death hasn't been actually given. But of course, you know, the WWE, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, Triple H, and so many more people have gone on and tweeted about, you know, a tribute to him. Triple H called him a voice and soundtrack to an entire era of our industry. He was in the AWA from 1970 till 1984. That is 14 years. He was in the WWF, WWE for nine years and then WCW 93 and then back to 2001 in WWE. And then, of course, he is a Hall of Fame and a Hall of Famer inducted in 2006. Like legit the greatest. Yes. Um, uh, And and like like Paul said, like uh, Triple H said, uh, the the voice um, of the soundtrack of our childhoods, not just like, I mean, Wow, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, I might tweet. I, I, I put, you know, um, as far as runs go, uh, he had a great one, and and, and he really did. And uh, um, I'm going to be honest with you, I thought he was a little older than 76. He was one of those guys that just always looked older than he was. I think he can't like because you know? there was yes, it, and it's it's the bald head thing. You know the bald head, like with the with the hair on the side thing. You know, yeah. um, it, it, it makes you go, it makes you look old, like uh, Vern, like Vern Gagne. You, you know, go. he was. He, I think he came down, he came out to shoot, uh, <laughs> looking old, like that. Like I mean, Vern. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, at his youngest, looked old, like with the, you know, the bald, the I mean, male pattern baldness going on. Anyways, so yeah, I just thought that. You know, I always thought Mean Gene had that look of an, you know, you know, uh, older gentleman. He, yeah. he was a very mature-looking gentleman. Uh, exactly, that's how you want to distinguished. Put it. Yeah, um, and um, so I got to see him mostly when he jumped from, you know, in the big exodus from AWA. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when when Vince went in there and. Uh, 
and cherry picked talent from AWA. It was Mean Gene. It was obviously Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Vince took uh, Mad Dog Bashan too, just for uh, good measure, even though he didn't really use him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Mean Gene was, I think, like probably w- one of the bigger hits that that took, you know, that that Vern took. When oh, yeah. when he when he you know when he lost talent that was one of the big hits he took, and uh, and I I remember, okay, see because I I um you know I grew up, you know partly in Minnesota when I was a re- like my very very first, uh, uh, wrestling exposure was on TV mm-hmm. when I was a, a little child in Minnesota, uh, and so that was AWA. Um, and uh, and so like I would have saw him there, but I was so young. So um, I, you know, my first exposure is is the WWF stuff. And uh, I was I moved to Minneapolis. What I was trying to say is I moved to Minneapolis from Florida. And I don't know if you ever saw this thing where me and Gene he did this thing where he teamed with Hulk. I've, I've they read had about this, it. They had this yeah, whole yeah. vignette. The of, workout videos. Yeah. Yes, I was just watching Saw those video, this morning. Yeah. Yes, that was done at Lake Calhoun down in, in the uptown area of Minneapolis. And they they filmed part of the workout at, at the old uh, Olympia Gym on mm-hmm. Lindale Avenue that I used to go to. We had a ring upstairs there for a while at Olymp- uh, Olympia Gym. Anyways, um, just like memorable stuff like that. You know, Mean Gene, you know, he's... He's uh, you know, jogging, and then he's like, stop, you know, I got to have a beer and a brat, you know, in the middle <laughs> of his workout and just, you know, I mean, God damn, everyone loved me and Gene. Kurt Angle really said it so well here in his tweet. He said, very seldom does an interviewer become just as popular and at times even more popular than superstars he or she interviews. Yeah. Gene Oakland was that person. And part of it was his sense of humor. He yeah. was so, to have a sense of humor and deliver it in dry fashion like Mean Gene did, yeah. very hard to do. Oh yeah, and gosh. and you know he had a really like he was it was he had a real comical way of dealing like because he was great at his job, but not everyone he interviewed was great at talking, no. and I was one of them. <laughs> you know, hey, hey, Mark, yes, sir. Like, you want to play that real quick? Yeah, let me let me cue this up real quick. Face to face time. Yeah, yeah. What did you think I was like? Anyways, uh, yeah. Yeah, here, so, here we go. Yeah. Here is a young man who has taken the Big Apple Look by storm. Oiled up you He's are. exciting, Every, electrified, he's yeah. he is there. humble. And I'll tell you what, sometimes a little nervous in front Listen, of a television camera, kid. in good shape right there. Out on mm-hmm. Long Island, you've got Bastion Burger. This guy's 400 and every, pounds. Yeah, every young guy, guy that Gene, isn't very that. good at talking always rubs their hands he's together he's like disgusting. this. Sure. So I think I'll have to take it to there on this one. i got to just throw all the caution to the wind and we'll see what happens. All right, uh, you know, you've got a lot of fans in a big hurry. You've uh, developed a great following here in New York. You know, those fans are going to be out there to support you. Oh, they're the best fans in the world, Mean Gene. All right. Here's wow. a breath of fresh air. Boy, that was a barnburner freaking segment there. Now. To me, what really shows how great Mean Gene is, it's not necessarily when things are going well. It's when things go haywire, and Mean yeah. Gene always kept it together. Yeah. You know? Or, like, he just, you know, um, uh, I'm thinking of this. This We, we were live on, on Nitro. Well, not we, because I wasn't out there. Thank God. Um, me and Gene had to interview an in-ring interview live on TV with Juventud Guerrera, and he spoke. He spoke even less English back then. Wow. He's actually not bad at it now. He can talk, but uh, it was 
and it was just so comical. Like, like <laughs> I don't think we have we. It's too you know we can't just pull the clip up here. But I encourage people. Uh, to go look that up because it was really funny. At the time, actually, it kind of got hot at me and Gene for um, for clowning on on Hoovy, but I don't know what. Like thinking back on, I don't know what the hell he was supposed to do. They put him in a bad situation. There, yeah. both of them, really. Yeah. So I remember one of my favorite Mean Gene moments, probably because he was in such a bad situation, but he made the most of it. Was the gobbledygooker reveal when yeah. the egg cracked at Survivor Series? It made no sense whatsoever, but Gene really held it together. When he cracked at it, and he's like, "Wait, don't, don't tell me you're the gobbledygooker!" And everyone's watching, like, what, "Who? What?" Yeah. But he he made it work, and he always made things work. And he's he was a huge inspiration for me. I mean, when I found out I was gonna get my first job in wrestling, I I went back and watched old Mean Gene yeah. stuff, and he'll never be replicated. No one can do conversational interviews like Mean Gene can. Yes. He has follow up questions. You don't see that anymore. There's a really good uh, if you go on YouTube, uh, and they never played this. It was like a you know a backstage promo for a town. I think it was San Francisco. As a matter of fact, I'm almost positive it was San Francisco. You know, uh, local. Well, they called back then market specific promos. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we would sit and do like, you know, because uh, we would have to do I don't know sometimes thirty, forty of these because we'd be we'd have thirty or forty different markets we were coming up to. So we'd have to knock out market specific promos, and so. Uh, you know, there was one time in, in a, I don't know, I, I don't know if it was AWA or W, I think it was WWF back at, at, at that point. Uh, mean Gene interviewing Dr. D. David Schultz mm. about Hogan. And uh, and just, I'm not going to go into the subject matter, but all I'm saying is go look that one up, folks. Yeah, yeah that, one, <laughs> that one comes up pretty early when you look on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, there's you a, can find it. There's a great one with Iron Sheik as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think no. that that's the thing that, like, you know, we're trying to get this point across about how memorable he was, how unique mm. he was. But, like, even just everybody has a specific story that they automatically jumped jump back for. I remember the first time I saw him do his interview with Andre the Giant where they're comparing hands yes. and they're comparing feet. And I remember seeing that and I was, you know, young and I was like, wow, like, that is incredible. But he showed that to people. And going back to what Johnny said is that that's the thing that every interviewer has tried to pattern themselves or study the pattern of mean gene and yes. you know people can't do it exactly exactly but that's because it was a one-of-a-kind thing yeah you know us uh had great chemistry and they didn't get to work together until the late 90s uh well at least on 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 tv for everyone to see was uh nature boy rick flair and mean gene whenever whenever nature would get uh you know out there on one of those in rings with with uh you know, with Mean Gene, he yeah. always started off with Mean Gene. Didn't he always say he called him Mean by God Gene, I think? Or Sorry, something like sometimes. That. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was so like, you know, uh, distinct. That was, you know, when I did the thing imitating Rick, that was how I started the whole thing off. Well, that's how he started, started yeah. off that. Anyways. I mean, those are two of the all-time greats. You put them together, magic's going to happen. Yeah. And, and just uh, Mean Gene can carry an interview even when no one – I remember when the, when Macho Man – speaking of Ric Flair, when the photos surfaced of Ric Flair and, and Miss Elizabeth and Mean Gene went to Macho Man's house and had a sit-down interview with him, 75% of it was Mean Gene talking to a distraught, infuriated Macho yeah. Man, coaxing him, and then all Macho Man did was scream untrue like five times. Yeah. That was Mean Gene, man. Like that's yeah. – 
that's how great he was. And he, he transcended wrestling and went into pop culture. How many people do you hear say over the years or do an interview? Let me tell you something, me and Gene. In my name I just, I think it was about two months ago. The last person I heard say, let me tell you something, me and Gene was Kevin Hart. And I can't remember what commercial that was. Yeah, we, but, we played the promo on the air, right. remember? Yeah. So, I mean, that just goes to show you how in 2018, he's still like in the minds of people. Of all time. Yeah. Well, we, all time. we had the, the benefit of sitting next to him at WrestleCon this year, Sean. Yes. Yeah. And that was a hell of an experience to spend a weekend with the man. He was in amazing spirits. Yeah. Uh, yeah it was. And, and so um, the last time, well, I just saw me and Gene. I just saw Gene. Um, uh, did I see him in? I think I saw him at Blizzard Brawl. Oh shit! My memory that goddamn bad. Sometime this year. Yeah, but okay. Before that, um, a bunch of us spent some time together in northern Minnesota. There's a, a promotion called Heavy on Wrestling, and they're out of Duluth, Minnesota, and they had this huge show at this casino uh, called Fortune Bay. Mm. And it was it was so great, like that everyone came, like uh, you know Scott and Kevin and I were there. Eric Bischoff, um, um, Mean Gene, um, Pat Patterson came. That's awesome. Uh, um, um, Larry the Axe Henning and his and his lovely wife Irene were there. They they drove straight up from uh, from the Waterloo, Iowa, from the from the you know wrestling hall. It was the Dan Gables. You know, they have the Dan Gable Museum, mm -hmm. you know, wrestling uh, thing every year. Mm -hmm. And they give out awards and everything. Anyways, Larry the Axe, he was there. So it was it was just a really cool uh, – anyways, I'm really grateful for that uh, for that weekend sure. with those guys because it was a wonderful weekend. Uh, my children were there with me. Um, those opportunities don't come every day. So yeah. Um, and I thank uh, I thank Dave Sabic uh, from Heavy on Wrestling for putting that together, and and getting us all together up there. You know, it was it was a really special uh, thing. You know, so and with everyone's schedules, that's not easy to do yeah. for sure. But yeah, I mean, Gene, I just want to thank him because God, there's there's never going to be another one like him. Did mean Gene was Mean Gene there? <laughs> now I'm like, oh shit! Was Mean Gene there? Was it? Was it at WrestleCon during WrestleMania that we were? Either all way, you saw him recently. Oh god, damn and it! Now him. I'm like, now <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's okay. Be bugging you it's, now until yeah, you figure right? it out. I'm sure you saw him at WrestleCon for sure. Oh, again, yeah, because that's a guarantee. Got the picture, right? So well. either way, you loved him, and he was just uh, he was the greatest of all time, and he set the pedestal. Anyone who's ever done interviews before or, or Held a microphone in professional wrestling. You set the bar, and Jesus we are all Christ. just trying to get there. So now I'm all worried about was Gene at that thing up there in Fortune Bay? Oh shit! Yes, he was there. There you go. <laughs> Even if he wasn't, he was there. Yes, <laughs> he was there with you in your heart. Yeah. Absolutely. So love you, Mean Gene. Yes, we do. Gonna and, uh, miss that guy. Unfortunately, someone else that you also are a huge fan of, Super Dave Osborne. Well, I just saw that his name popped up, and it made me think of like old thoughts. Yeah, Super Dave Osborne, uh, Bob was Bob Einstein. Bob Einstein. Bob Einstein. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he was other stuff too. And uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on Super Dave, but look him up. And uh, the first time I ever saw him was as a really young child. 
he was a part of a sketch comedy show out of Canada called Bizarre that was just sure. a fantastic show and i think the, the head of that show is john this guy named john biner mm-hmm. i mean they had some r- great stuff on that show um anyways that's the first time i ever saw super dave and uh rest in peace genius character for sure yeah so i, I think we're gonna take a break real quick and then we're gonna come back we're gonna reset and come back and you know, talk about some of the other news because there's plenty of other news. So much over the past couple of weeks. It's yeah. been a crazy end of the year slash start to 2019. Yeah, so like like last night I was thinking, you know, about calling, you know, who who's going to be a guest. And I'm like, oh, crap, another w- week where we have a lot of news to talk about. And so, you know, and then obviously woke up and found out about Gene. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna we're going to take a break right now and we're going to come right back and get into news. And we're back from that short break. And uh, now we're going to get into some of the new stories in wrestling because there are plenty of them, aren't there, Denise? There is. There's tons. But we're going to go ahead and get started with what happened on SmackDown, which was a very fun, unique, different, maybe unexpected uh, segment that happened between John Cena and Becky Lynch. So John Cena came out and basically said that some man was going to come through. Well, that some man ended up being Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch's music comes out in place. And then she basically says, you know, I was not only planning on taking down Charlotte Flair, I was also planning on taking you down. And then she hit him with this line. She said that Nikki Bella will not be the only woman who drops you this year. That's what she said. And um, I don't know. I just thought it was pretty interesting. And then they went into a mixed match challenge with, uh, sorry, mixed match match with Zelina Vega and Andrade Cien Almas and then after that they did get a victory and then from there John Cena tried shaking Becky's hand but she basically did the you can't see me yes very well done yep uh and uh shit I had a thought right at the right here Right here, and it was about ready to come out of my mouth. Well, I'll say this. I and mean, I had a brain when, fart. When the McMahon family <laughs> announced a few weeks ago that we're going to give you more of what you want. Well, oh, yeah. people want Becky Lynch, and they're yes. giving it, you know. So anyway, <laughs> so uh, on the house shows, on the live events, you know, leading up to this week's TVs, there was uh, an in-ring uh, confrontation between Becky and, and, and John. I don't know if you saw any of that. Mm. So there was some, you know. Practice run. They had they had some interaction in front of the crowd already uh, to work some of that stuff out and and I thought it was interesting when John Verse came out and on the mic before Becky came out. You know he kind of you know you might think he kind of took the ammo away from uh, whoever came out. You know by saying uh you know uh, how did he put it you know uh, you know. A line of you know somebody just using a line about Nikki Bella on him and all. Do you remember that when he said right, that? Right, right, right. You know, and I was like, oh wow. So uh, now it's who? And I knew it was going to be Becky because I saw the, uh, you know, I saw the stuff from 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 the weekend. Oh, okay. And, yeah. So uh, I was like, oh, that's kind of. I was thinking, wow, uh, John's taking all like, you know, trying to cut her grass before she even gets out there. And she, it, I thought she did great. It still worked. Yes. No, it's, it worked even better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, um, it's just uh, it, everything there. It just seems like they're doing all the right things with her. And she's got like even a, if yeah. they might be, 
you know, maybe misstepping here and there, she's correcting it on her own mm-hmm. out there. Well, she's such. I don't an, know if you know what I'm. If you understand what I'm. No, saying. I do. She's such an intelligent woman. She knows what she wants her yes. end game to be, and that and that's the important thing about wrestling. What's your end game? How do we get there? And it's almost like I don't want to say vigilante, but that's. I think that's how she looks at herself. Yeah. Every time she goes out there, and um, and so <clears throat> I I saw a tweet and and it was a good it was a good point. It was you know Dave LaGreca from Busted Open. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Is this going to be Becky jumping the shark?" You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and because I mean, you can like, you can risk by trying to give somebody a, a rub like that. You know, give you got to be careful on how you give too much Becky Lynch the John Cena rub, right? Because that could, uh, uh, to to Dave LaGreca's point, like kind of jump the shark, mm. you know, in, in, in a way. And like, you know, make I thought they handled it great. Yeah, I thought did. the match was, was, I thought, I thought the way the match was laid out, uh, was really smart. I thought how it ended, like I thought with, with Becky shit cannon, uh, John out of the ring before getting the pin, like <laughs> perfect. Mm. And then the finish, you know, uh, you know, the last interaction where he tries to shake her hand and, you know, she does the, her, you know. Yeah, it worked a yeah. lot better than if they would have held hands together. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, there sure. was there was some serious risk right. going into that. And they avoided, like, the, you know, the things that were risky about it. Well, I that's thought. the thing that had you told me like a year ago that there was going to be something like this between Cena and Becky Lynch, I would have been like, oh, that's weird. I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. But then it's kind of like those things where it mix it mixed pretty well, where it almost feels very refreshing. Yes. And that's something that you want to see on TV yeah. is something that's refreshing, something that's new and, you know, kind of gets you excited for that. And one of the things that you were saying earlier when you said like, oh, um, you know, she goes out there and even though maybe she hadn't been handled exactly well, she went out there and she fixed it. And I think that brings up the argument of where, you know, we've talked a lot in the past about scripted and not being non-scripted and that yeah. sort of thing. But the thing is, if even if you're scripted, if you have that thing that Becky Lynch has from what we just saw, that it can go well, even she, if you are yeah. scripted. You got to be able to think all, on you know? your feet, though. Exactly. Like, make is, it work for you. Yeah. All the intangibles. Because it's really difficult, you know, when you have nerves and all that, when you're in front of, you know, 20,000, 10,000, even like... A small crowd of 10 can be even more nerve-wracking. Um, to be able to think quickly on your feet like that and mm-hmm. not just, you know, default to the uh, to the, to the script, you know, to the written dialogue. And I think you could speak to this too. Your self-confidence. Yeah. You're, you're, everything you do is so much better when you're feeling confident yeah. about yourself and you could tell her confidence is at like an all-time high. Yeah. Awesome. Well, switching gears now. So speaking about working in front of large crowds or small crowds, this time in in New Japan has just announced that Wrestle Kingdom 13 has surpassed the paid attendance for last year's Tokyo Dome show. Over 34,995 people. And there will still be tons of walk-ups. Of course, Wrestle Kingdom 13 is on January 4th, which is this Friday. And they have lots of good matches announced um, that we've known for quite a while, but the main ones obviously are Kenny Omega will be taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi yes. for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. That should be awesome. All right, let's talk about that. All right, let's get into it. And um, did you read that there was a contract signing with the hundred about a hundred and fifty thousand people watching live? 
from Shibuya, which is like the big, that's like one of the big districts mm-hmm. in Tokyo. Yeah, that's you amazing. Know? And they, they estimated about 100, because there was a million people in Shibuya, and like about, apparently about 150,000 people were on hand just for the contract signing. Yep. And Kenny also That's a released, big deal. It's a huge deal. And Kenny also released a six-minute uh, video game style uh, promotion for it versus him and Tama- Tanahashi. It's like an 8-bit video game style to where yeah. it almost looks like Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. It's genius. Yeah, and I want to know why um, they couldn't play that at the, you know... You know, at Wrestle Kingdom, because that's what that video was made for. Right. And he said, I apologize, but it's on YouTube. Enjoy. But I'm, well, I'm guessing maybe New Japan wanted to own it, own the content, um, yeah. something like that, some intellectual property conflict. Maybe they didn't want to air anything they didn't make themselves. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So... So this question, I feel like for this match, it's going to be very interesting in terms of the end results. Yeah. And, you know, uh, so... They recently did, um, I think it was last month, where in Tokyo, you know, they announced, like, the winners of, like, who they think is, like, the most, like, influential person. And Hiroshi Tanahashi was actually number one. And it goes to show that, you know, considering that he's, like, he's just seen so, like, above everybody else over there that it's, like, really grand. So it makes you, like, wonder, like, even though here we're, like, oh, yeah, like, Kenny is, like, this great, like, oh, my God. But over there it's still Hiroshi. So it's almost, like, who do you think is going to win? By quite a bit. Right, exactly, exactly. So it's, like, oh, like, who's going to win, you know? Kenny hasn't held the, held the belt very long just yet. You know, he still wants to do something. His reign still hasn't been compared to Okada's reign. It's nowhere near his reign just yes. yet. So, you know, I feel, I know a lot of people think that Hiroshi Tanahashi should win this and get another round with the title. I personally think that Kenny should still keep it and keep going. But I feel that both arguments are pretty They valid. both kind of need it. Exactly. And they that's both what need makes it. this so great. Yes. And... Um, and I see this, and especially, you know, uh, when you look at, at that video, that what, what was the name of that little video? Kenny's thing? Quest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you look at that, it kind it, it if you don't know much about this whole thing, it kind of explains a lot. Like this is a generational thing, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. the 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 father is loves Tanahashi, and and the little kid's a Kenny Omega fan, right? Right. So I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about here, I think, and. And I really love the 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 style of shit talking those two did, uh, you know, back and forth with each other about styles and you know mm-hmm. and you know it, just the philosophies of wrestling and 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 I just um, it's fascinating to me how they uh, and the way they talk about wrestling and styles and my style is better than your style and yep. and I love that. I, I fucking love that. And it was such a stark contrast between the Jericho shit talking <laughs> and Naito. Like, that's what's so entertaining about all of it, you know? Yeah. It's really good stuff. Well, speaking also, Jericho will be taking on Naito for the IWGP ice title. And I want to say that this one's going to be interesting because, you know, we've seen them go at it before. But is there the- any kind of stipulations? Because no, one last one, a so. no DQ. No. Was it? Yeah, I think it How was. How the hell yeah. do you go from no well, DQ to just a regular match? They got to work. They got to come up with something new, Shit. you know, because they have already gone at it before. So now they kind of have to like switch it up. So now it's going to be like, okay, so how are they going to make this? And where is it going to be on the card? You know Second what I mean? to last, I believe. I would Oof. assume so. I think you're right. Yeah. And, uh, okay. Yeah. And so with no, um, you know, without the help of, uh, you know, no DQ to, you know, um, that was a huge help 
f- for them mm-hmm. and uh, for for um, you know when Chris was on the show and, and and talking about that wasn't that not too long after that yeah we had him maybe yeah. a few months afterwards maybe no, not, I think no, it was even sh- closer few weeks yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know he discussed the difficulties and the challenges uh, with putting that match together and so it's and trust me they're gonna pull it off oh yeah. It's just how they're gonna do it, and, and like sitting there and watching watching them actually do it, it's gonna be uh, fascinating. Because trust me when I tell you that Jericho will do it. What do you think with Tan with with Naito? I mean, not like you know, you know, takes two to tango. In your cliche, opinion, but it's for a reason. How much time do you think that match is going to go? Mm, half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, like they're into them long ass matches. They settle down uh, for the long haul on those matches over yeah. there. Yes, they do. I'm a, like, like personal taste wise, like I like I like my matches a little shorter. Mm. But that's I still. Oh, Kenny you know, and Tanahashi are probably going to go hour, yeah. hour and change. Well, speaking about when Jericho was on the show, it just I was just kind of remembering back to what he said and sort of the philosophies of what goes into putting the match together. And one of the things that he talked about, which I thought was brilliant, because you don't really like. Well, at least I don't really think about that but he said like you know one of the things that I wanted to bring out in Naito was the fact that you know he has this very tranquilo style but I want to bring out like this madman out of him you know sort of deal yeah. so now it's kind of like okay like how is that they, they told such a good interesting story in that match mm-hmm. so now I'm pretty excited on how they're going to do this one but knowing that they went to that level of depth of thought of how you know those two characters contrasted with each other it's pretty interesting mm-hmm. to see what they're going to do for this round yeah like I said, it's just, you know, having that, you know, having the, not a lot to work with, you know, when you already have that no DQ thing. But like you said, it's Jericho. I mean, yeah, I know Marty Skrull's the villain, but Jericho as a villain, whoo, so, doesn't get much better. All right, what else? All right, then another match that's huge as well is going to be Okada versus Jay White. And I personally think that this one's pretty cool because, you know, they're working up to be Jay White to be like one of the top heels. So I think that it's a very, very good moment for Jay White. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a, you know, there's no title involved. Nope. Um, um, yeah. It it just it seems like one of those situations where um, Okada is you know maybe they're looking for Okada to help elevate Jay White mm-hmm. and I think he's well he's definitely the person to do so I yeah. think yeah yeah I think so too Rainmaker versus Switchblade yeah I do we is is Jay is Jay ready for it Shh, judging by what we've seen I don't see why not yeah well, he kind of has to be. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, ready or not, he, I, the thing is that he's in the ring with Okada. Mm. So, like, he's going to help him like, yeah. get to this, you know, high point of the match. So, I feel that, you know, he already has, like, so much, you know, skill and he has so much character that now with having Okada carry him, like, that's going to be a good match. So, it's not yeah. like he's, like, in the ring with somebody that's not going to take him to this new level. So, if anything, yeah. it's going to be, like, awesome. I wonder, like, as far as, like, um, you know, as far as, on a scale one to ten, as far as what people care about match wise, how is how I wonder how this is you know. I think as the fans are so intrigued by Jay White, I think this is up there. Okay. Uh, although I, we talked about what's kicking off the show, Denise. Yes, I was going to say wow. one of the matches that I'm personally very excited for, other than the main event, is Kota Ibushi versus Will Osprey. 
And that's kicking off the match. I mean, yeah. kicking off the show, excuse me. Yeah. So I just think that this match is going to be like, from the start, just bam, bam, hit, hit. You know, we, bo- we know what both of these guys can do. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Uh, Kenny Omega said that when he's in the ring with Ibushi, like he he they get to this whole other level of crazy that you know sometimes he doesn't want to always get to that level of crazy yeah. because Coda tends to get to that point. So we know he already gets to this point, and we've seen what Will Osprey can also do. Oh, so now throw those in together, like that's insane. Like it's insane. Has there been a singles match between these two ever? Um, I'm gonna say off the top of my head, I don't recall, but I could be wrong though. I think this is one of the I think maybe, um, okay, for me, um, uh, Tanahashi and Kenny Omega, uh, Jericho, Naito, Ibushi, and uh, and Osprey. Those are the ones, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, for sure. Those are the three big ones. It's understandable. I mean, Ibushi and Osprey, they're they're just so different. And there's going to be great matches, you know, other great stuff, like, Mm -hmm. you know, Obviously, on the on the show, the Bucks versus the Gorillas of Destiny, all that, and oh, you know, yeah. the, the, all those guys are going to go out there and kill it. Yes, they will. But as far as like, you know, the ones that I'm really stick out to me are those three we're talking about. And they have a challenge too because they're going after Coda and Will Osprey. So you don't want to be the person that's like not, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm happy to see I'm happy to see New Japan um, trying new things as far as how they pace their shows because it, and. You know, in the past, they wouldn't have put uh, Osprey and uh, Inabushi on first because, you know, in in some people's minds and a lot of wrestlers' minds, if they're on first, that's like a big, uh, you know, like somehow they're on lower on the card. Mm -mm. Mm, No, not at all. Um, I remember WrestleMania 11, uh, the uh, the Intercontinental title match kicked the. it either kicked the show up or it was like one of the very first matches. It was Razor and, and Double J and, mm-hmm. uh, and Road Dog and I were on the floor. But it was one of the very first matches Fans on the show. Fans went nuts, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this excitement. They there. do. Those are good. Like, WWE knows how to pace the show. And, uh, well, they have their, what I should say, they have their way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, some people could learn a thing or two from WWE when it comes to pacing shows. And I think, in your opinion, with Ibushi and Osprey, they don't need a ton of time to have an incredible match. So, therefore, if it's kicking off the show, it's it's kind of the perfect way to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what I was saying about pacing shows, that, like, WWE, before they started doing, like, all-day, like, you know, <laughs> WrestleFest, 12-hour goddamn... Nine-hour pre-shows. Yeah. That's what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) That's sitting there in the crowd from, like, 1 to, like, 11. Yeah. We can't sleep on Cody and Juice either for the U.S. title. Like, going to WWE, a major pay-per-view now, if if you're there for the whole thing, it's like sitting in Times Square for New Year's Eve. Dude. All goddamn day. Dehydrated by the end of it? F that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at that, and I'm like, what about that is fun to those people? Especially in the rain the other night. Oh, everyone yeah. I ever know who's gone to Times Square, uh, yeah. they they pee themselves. So that's um, all. Oh yeah, and um, also I just wanted to say uh, our executive producer Maria Menounos killed it with Steve Harvey on uh, on Fox. They're a good combo. New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Speaking of great mustaches, Steve Harvey. Yeah, <laughs> him oh, and Mean Gene. You know what? There's some any bodybuilding like old school bodybuilding fans out there. 
Ed Corny passed away. Um, Ed Corny, if you're a fan of Pumping Iron, like there's a part in where they're doing the prejudging on the posing, and Arnold's there, and Ed Corny's up there doing his posing, and and, and Arnold's like, no, that's posing. Oh wow! And and he really was the greatest poser in bodybuilding history, and amazing physique, and um, he was great up until the very like. Even he was in when they had Masters Olympia, he was killing it there too. Anyways, uh, rest in peace, Ed Corn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Anyways, just, I don't know. I oh, just slipped that no, in. No, no worries. No worries. <laughs> we still have like a lot of things have been yeah. happening. So about maybe 20, 30 minutes ago before starting this show, uh, the NWA tweeted that they and Ring of Honor have announced that they are partnering on the Crockett Cup Tag Team Tournament, which will be coming to North Carolina on April 27th. Oh, so great. just side great. note on that. Good stuff. Hey, so uh, did you guys, did you ever watch any of the Crockett Cups? Were you, I mean, how are you, are you not that when, age? Not currently when it was airing, but like I went back and checked things out as yeah, I got older. I loved the whole idea of Crockett Cup because we still like Crockett hadn't completely like just completely gobbled up all the other mm-hmm. territories or if they had they were still operate those territories were still operating separately like you know UWF mm-hmm. you know what I mean like Watts is UWF when Crockett bought them they still had UWF for a while sure um, uh, things like that anyways. Like the Crockett Cups were great because they would bring in like, you know, teams from all all different territories. Some you hadn't seen in a while, and you know, like they'd have the Armstrongs, the Fabulous Ones, the I mean, you name it from different places. Mm-hmm. It was so cool, and they can do that now with, yeah. with the Crockett. We got to believe the Briscoes are going to be involved. But yes. the thing about the NWA, what's so great is, yeah, it's going to be Ring of Honor affiliated. I don't know if Ring of Honor is going to be super strict and said you only have to use Ring of Honor teams. Because to me, it. I hope not, because that makes no sense. Then it's just well, then okay. We wouldn't so, have enough. That and there are so many great tag teams that have the freedom to go wherever they want right now, and you can put together an assortment of tag teams that no one has seen together before, and that could be awesome. So hopefully they do that because there's so many good tag teams. I'm wondering this can be one one day or a two day thing. Well, they just have Mm. that one day announced, so as of right now, let's just take it as that. Um, But another thing that we have, so this actually oh yeah, can I just let me real quick like. One of the things that I remember about the, the, I think it was the last Crock Cup. I think there was only two. Mm-hmm. I want to say there was only two. I believe it started 33 years ago. But if I, recall. Um, I just remember in the back of my head holding hope out that the Malkies would win. Mm. Because the Malkies, they had gotten a, they had gotten their win on TV against, I think it was called the, they were the Gladiators, maybe. It was like Gene Ligon and somebody else. Uh, anyways. Yeah, uh, I really, I somehow thought the goddamn Monkey Brothers had a chance. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, leading you know, up, kind of have been wrestling already, right? Well, well, one thing's for sure: leading up to the Crockett Cup, you know the promotion is going to be amazing because you're going to have David Lagana and Lightning One behind it. So those video packages are really going to get people hyped up too. So yeah, that's great stuff. Yep. Awesome. All right. So one of the things that also happened while sort of when we were on break, the news broke that Impact Wrestling will be leaving Pop TV and will be moving on to the Pursuit TV starting Mm -hmm. January 11th. They do have a new day and time slot, 10 p.m. on Friday nights. You know, some people, you know, obviously Impact has said that, you know, this is a good move for them considering their audiences. But Eh, this is kind of a shitty move, but we're making it anyways. (laughs) Lateral at best. Yeah. 
not very much of the country has a channel. I know Johnny said Comcast doesn't have the channel or something like that. It's not on Comcast. Uh, from what the, I've done a little bit of research, it's in uh, one third less of homes than Pop TV was, which wasn't, which didn't have the greatest clearance either. It already. did not, unfortunately. Uh, but I do believe if you have Dish Network or Direct TV. You can find the Pursuit Channel. It's a all outdoor hunting and fishing channel. But Anthem has a really good uh, stake in the network, so I guess it I mean, makes I understand sense. that. Yeah. I understand that. And you want to spin any move you make as a company, like you know, and in, into the most positive, you know, sure way possible. Uh, and I, uh, in March of two, I, and yeah. I, you know. Hunting and not it's hunting and fishing. Look, a huge, a huge portion of of wrestling, a bit, quite a big portion of wrestling bands love hunting and fishing. Quite a big uh, percentage of them don't. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, um, I don't know. I I don't know about this about uh, about this i'm reading an article um about it and the the person who wrote it said they contacted comcast this week to ask if they were going to add pursuit channel and comcast said that they don't have any plans to add pursuit at this time Um, but ed nordholm uh, he says it's a great move for them you know there is that already financial investment so it's kind of like they don't have to deal with outside networks i guess so i mean i remember like i remember when um what was it? Travel Channel they went to? Destination Destin- America. Yeah. I was like thinking. About five months. That, that, that was before that Pop TV, right? Isn't this yes. like a similar, yeah, isn't this a mm-hmm. similar feel to like, okay, a wrestling show on a network about uh, traveling, a network about hunting and fishing? Mm-hmm. Like outdoorsy. You know? And it's always like it's a As channel it, that I just one of those of. things like, you know, um, uh, ECW on sci-fi. So are we going to have to have a goddamn zombie on the show? Like, oh, are wow. we going to have to have a hunting and fishing character on Impact now? Makes you good. Yeah, that's a good Jesus thought. Christ. That was a joke, by the way. So nobody take that seriously. Eli Drake's turkey trout going to have the a last, whole new meaning. The last time somebody was joking about someone in TNA, they told they, they made a joke about, oh, why don't we just have every goddamn match in a cage mm-hmm. during, uh, what do you call that, lockdown? Mm-hmm. And D- Dixie was like, oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> and you were there for some of it, so yeah. Well, Son one. of a bitch. Well, All hopefully right. it only goes up from here for impact. Honestly. I hope so because they honestly. have great talent. Yes, they really There's do. so many things. There's so many things about impact I love that it. they're doing right. Mm-hmm. And I hope, like me, like not being high on this move uh, doesn't uh, take away from the fact that I un- that I see them and I see them out there. You know. Uh, trying to put out and, and doing a really good job of putting out a good product. Oh, totally. Look, if you're a wrestling fan, you should be rooting for impact yes. and pursuit. You yes. want people to have yes. jobs. You want them to thrive. They're, I mean, the so roster. Maybe this can, maybe, I didn't mean to cut you. No, not at all. I'm just saying the, the, the roster is so talented. And what I like about impact, and this is coming from, you know, my friends who work for the company, they said the good thing about impact is they really do give you. Uh, that freedom to be creative and be yourself and create uh, some of your, you know, whether it's a promo or whether it's things in the in the ring. Yeah. And in my opinion, in professional wrestling, the greatest things are always created by the wrestlers themselves. You could have all the writers in the world. The magic is created by you guys. Yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. The content is good, and they've also they were one of the first, like one of the companies that you know really started working with other companies and yep. establishing that and giving more guys opportunities. Yep. And I don't think that that should go unnoticed. And I do right. want to mention that how they do, do they have- not? How I just don't understand how. And right now, like I wrestling, it doesn't seem like that hard of a sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't understand it. It seems like they have better numbers on Twitch than they do than they would on this network because they have a bit of a Twitch presence and that has you can. What do you mean more. a bit? Give me an example mm-hmm. of numbers. Uh, the, the last time I saw it was a stream in in the middle of the day that was showing reruns that had a couple of hundred people watching it. But if they put enough behind it, they can get they can get a lot more. I think th- they did great over. Yeah, uh, but like total total views for a show. And what, their what YouTube are they uh, has. Doing a, uh, are they doing a couple hundred thousand at least, or no? Th- that I need to double check. But I what, I just bring up Twitch as a way of you can reach a lot more people that way. Well, yeah, their, their, their their YouTube has over two million subscribers right now. That's pretty good. Yeah, and that's and that and those all those are all indicators that there's something there. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, you know, and it's just <clears throat> perception wise. It would help them if they had a better TV network. That's all I'm yes. saying. And it could lead to something down the road. Yeah. Let's hope maybe this could just be a stopgap that leads to something else. But, um, yeah, we want it to succeed for sure. So January 11th. And then yeah. just a reminder that this Sunday they do have their pay-per-view homecoming. They will be returning to Nashville at the Asylum. And yeah. so don't miss that because I know it's going to be a good show. They've been having good yeah. shows consistently. Yeah. So yeah. definitely so, want to watch that. So we were talking about this off air. And, and I've said this in the past. At times before, like before Billy Corrigan tried to buy TNA mm. and all of that, I was like, you know, I just think the brand is is, is too tainted. You know, I, I I I thought that at the time. I am not. I don't know. I just think it's they're having a hard time completely washing washing that stink off. Mm-hmm. They're I think they're doing an admirable job of it, but they still got a little, you know, they're still a little bit behind the ears, you know. It's unfortunate because the people now have nothing to do with what happened in the past. Nothing, right. but that's you know, but they're cl- they're but they're they're clinging on to that lineage though. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's a you, I don't know, it kind of comes with it, I guess. Well, yeah. I hope people just kind of let that go and realize so that there is nothing but people. the best, nothing but the best to impact. Yeah, and hopefully they come up with a way for those who don't have pursuit to be able to still yes. follow closely because yeah. the 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 company and the, the wrestlers deserve that to be seen. You yeah. know, so right. Well, one of the biggest news stories so far of this year just broke on New Year's Day, actually. <laughs> And it was the announcement of All Elite Wrestling. It was announced by being the on the uh, being the Elite Channel YouTube channel on their episode New Year's Elite. We've been talking about this. Speculations have been going around since November when certain trademarks were filed, and it is official now. All Elite Wrestling is happening, mm-hmm. and they have also announced Double or Nothing, which is the sequel to All In. Yes. There's so much news to go down through this, but I'm just going to go ahead and start with basically what we have. So what we know is definitely Tony Khan is the head of the company. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes is an executive vice president. They have been signing guys to multi-year contracts. We still don't know everybody Haven't that has been, been signed. Yes. Haven't been announced. Um, January 8th, they're going to be having a double or nothing rally at the TIAA Bankfield in Jacksonville, Florida, with more info being released. And the fun thing about that is that's where SmackDown is that night. But Tony Khan owns that parking lot, so they can't kick him out. 
<laughs> and big and foremost, I guess the biggest news of this whole thing is I that think they have more money too. Like Tony right? Khan yeah. is worth six point three billion. <laughs> like real, real wow. six point three. Hard, hard six point three. Legit not bullshit. Like no, I can't. I'm not gonna let you. T- you know, check my tax returns. And he's been following wrestling for years, so. Guy knows yeah. what he's doing. You he know? gets it, and he's trusting his talent. Yeah. Yes. So one of the things that also makes this even bigger news is that even though they currently do not have a TV deal, it has been confirmed that multiple TV offers have been made to them. So doesn't that like? I mean, then that's it's a head scratcher for me. Like multiple TV offers for them, but Impact can't. They were impressed with All In. They yeah. were impressed. Yeah. The te- TV execs were impressed yeah. with everything that they did on that show. All Elite is the beautiful woman right now that everyone yeah. wants to date. Yeah. So hey, so one one minor and and I don't know if it's if it's a concern or if it's just the way it is. like does it lose some of that punk rock feel? No. I don't. You think know what so. I mean? I you know what? You understand yeah. what I'm saying? I do. Oh, I yeah. do. More, it's to more do yourself, corporate now, to I guess do you it say. yourself, we got to get behind this. But I, I hope that people still, like, I hope that the, the enthusiasm stays. Like, um, because everyone complained, oh, we need another major, you know, yeah. player in the industry. So please support it. Like, don't, like, all of a sudden, oh, it's not the cool thing because everyone else is getting to see it too. Well, I think because Cody is, like, is named as a person in the boardroom, I think that will keep everybody going, well, at least somebody is is going to be keeping it on course. Not to mention the Bucks. And the well. Bucks, yeah. So ev- yeah. everybody everybody having a, like a position of power on there, I don't think will taint how it looks to the fans. Taint. But <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but That was I, so, so juvenile. It was classic. Just now. Uh, but I, I don't think it will, af- it, I think it will affect the punk rockness, but having people in the boardroom will keep that goodwill, mm-hmm. I think. And it's not like their senses of humor are going to change. So they're always going to have that quirkiness about them. And I, I guess what I'm saying is like, you know, it's not as much of an underdog when you got billions behind you. That's true. And, um, and you know, that's all the story development though of all of this is I think what the fans have behind like okay like here were these guys you know they were going doing the rounds like everybody does then all of a sudden they do this show and they break all these numbers and then bam next thing you know they're creating a show so there's a whole story there there. is and it's it's not like okay we're just gonna start this company from you know and just all of a sudden here it is like yeah there is this history and there is all this Every you one know, of them. All this work that. Yeah, that every, was, every one of them was told no at many points yeah. in their career. They bet on themselves. I mean, look at Scorpio Sky, a 15 year overnight success. Yeah. I mean, he almost quit a couple of years ago, you know, and look at him now. So, so I'm glad that you mentioned this. And I also think that, Sean, you can add to this is Dave Meltzer said that this is the greatest thing for talent since the WWE WCW wars. That's considering, right. I mean, for example, Bandito, mm-hmm. the, WWE made him an offer. All Elite Wrestling made him an offer. And he ended up going with Ring of Honor because they obviously also made him an offer. So basically what they're saying is that this is good for talent. Whereas before, oh, yeah. you know, maybe obviously the big places to go to were only WWE. And if you got lucky, you went to Impact. If you yes. got lucky, you went to Ring of Honor, wherever. But now there's another option. But see... And also, you know, there's bigger money. People are going to throw more money at you because they want to be the first person to, to to get said person. Example, Bandito. So now one of the other things that I wanted to add to this, though, is that this is a pro for those guys that are trying to find a home and trying to make a living. Yes. However, 
This also is an effect on indie promotions as well. If you think about it, if you have PWG, we have Defy, we have AAW, Northeast Wrestling. All of these places now, when they bring in talent and they do good, for example, they bring in somebody new to PWG and they do really well, they have this great match, bam, right away, someone's going to be watching them and they're going to want to take them right away. So that's one of the things that's that right. is going to be very interesting on how all of this plays that's out right. in 2019. And that's like, and now you see everyone like, okay, uh, headlines, okay, Davy Boy Smith Jr. signs with MLW. So-and-so signs with Impact. So-and-so this. So, like, everyone's, like, you know, um, staking claim and grabbing yeah. the, you know, okay. We're gobbling up the guys that we want, you know, specifically, you know, It's so intriguing know, on to, our team. to see that now WWE may actually have to be in bidding wars, which is... Uh, uh, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful thing for yeah. everyone involved. It gives more hope to everyone, mm-hmm. so... And then also, you know, if there's, it's also one of the things that I wanted to add for this is it's actually one of the people that I think are going to be thriving. And we were just talking about them, which is the impact guys. Yes, I think that they're going to be some of the ones that thrive within the indies because they're able to, you know, still take that work, especially depending on whether or not some of the guys that have exclusive contracts will still be able to work in the indies. MLW and impact guys, like, are they kind of working? Are they? Working both shows, some of those guys, or is, is Conan doing that? Conan is definitely on MLW because he got shanked by Loki this yeah. past week. Yeah, but isn't so. he on Impact as well? He has been. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it all depends individually. I think Conan is just at that level where he can kind of write his own ticket. He maybe. Is. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hopefully that w- that looked really scary. By the way. And another question that we have to ask as well is: Will all elite wrestling be working alongside New Japan? Will they be still right. somewhat having some sort of relationship with Ring of Honor? We don't know mm. yet. That's all up in the air. Another question is, will Kenny Omega be eventually leaving New Japan and join All Elite Wrestling, or will he stay with New Japan? There's just, like, so many questions right now. He ain't leaving New Japan. You think so? I, I mean, don't think WWE so. wants him, too, so you don't. Mm-hmm. I, not yet. He's, he's not even close to done doing what he has to do there. I agree. You're probably right. I'm interested to see how long, how big the roster is going to be for All Elite Wrestling when it comes down to when, whenever television does indeed happen, how big will it be? You know, hour episode, two hour episode. There's so many questions that you know we'll find out eventually. So. And was there a date attached to Double or Nothing yet, or is that going to be at not the yet? Rally? It was just the rally date, which was January eighth. Which we'll probably find out. I really wish they would go back to Chicago on that. Mm. I, they have their own ideas, though. So. Either way, it's going to work out. <laughs> I think they've proven themselves. Yeah. Everything they touch. I, one thing I got to say <clears throat> about this, about all elite wrestling, is so many people in the industry that are sure they know how it's done are all jumping in and, and you know, I see, you know, so-and-so's advice for, you know, this person has advice for eight. How about, like, you know, that's nice of you and your advice, but like these guys have come along, you know, like because they didn't, like, you know, they, they kind of went their own way. Yep. And I think they kind of need to, uh, you know, not that you don't want to take advice, but, you know, filter it, you know, because I mean, it might be sound advice for somebody, but like somebody else. And the Khan you know? family knows business, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. When you're worth six point three billion. Yeah. So how about <laughs> you know what just, they're doing? How about instead of like for all my like 
you know, peers and everyone like in the industry that's like, hey, I got some advice for you. How about just wish them well <laughs> and get the fuck out of the way? How about that? That's a, great, that's a great way to possibly end the episode, I think. And fun fact, Pro Wrestling Tees is already selling all Elite Wrestling merch. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're so fast. The logo's awesome. Yeah. So all right. Party on. And, uh, hey, I got a question for you before we go. Uh, how'd you sleep last night, Johnny? Uh, I slept okay, but I don't think I have the right mattress. <clears throat> Do you have you something know? for me? Yeah. Hmm. Did you spend the night tossing and turning? A little bit. Really? I played that's basketball nice. yesterday. I'm getting old, uh, so that's why. But. Sleep's important. The quality of your sleep affects the quality of your daily life. You know that, right, Johnny? I do. If you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a purple mattress. Purple mattresses will feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses a brand new material developed by an actual, guess what, rocket scientist. Mm-hmm. It's not like the memory foam you're used to. The purple mattress material feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. So it gives you comfort and support. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. Like, I wait, you know, a lot of times I, I wake up in the middle of the night and, like, I'm overheated because, you know, I don't know. It's the worst. Yeah. yeah. Can't you sleep. know, like, I like my, like, when I get it, when I climb into bed, I like my sheets to be all cool. And, you know, sometimes in the middle of the night, it ends up not that mm-hmm. way. But, uh, but, uh, yeah. It, anyways, so yeah, it sleeps cool. Ends up giving you a zero gravity like feel. So it works for any sleeping position. Um, go with purple and get 100 night risk free trial. Hey. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. It's backed by 10-year warranty, gets free shipping, free returns, free in-home setup and removal of your old mattress. You're going to love purple. Right now, our listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's on top of the great, the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text XPAC, X-P-A-C. To four seven four seven four seven, that's XPOC to four seven four seven four seven. The only way to get this free pillow is to text XPOC to four seven four seven four seven. You guys, and I can tell you as a physical a physical therapist, uh, the right mattress and the right pillow, especially, yeah. so important. You need a cervical lordosis when you sleep, so you won't wake up stiff. Purple covers both of those for you. Yeah. So you got to get it. What's that text again? It's XPOC to four seven. Four seven four seven. Simple. Hmm. That's oh shit! I already said that one part. Yeah, we nailed it. <laughs> Trust me when we say purple mattresses are all elite. Yeah. So hey, everyone out there listening, um, if you give purple a try, uh, please send us your um, proof of purchase. Yeah. And I'll send you something signed, especially if you go out there and get a purple. Because that's a hell of an investment, and it's a great investment in a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I got to thank our friends at Purple Mattresses uh, once again for helping sponsor the show. And uh, message and data rates may apply. There you go. All right. So, Marcus, yes, sir. what else we have here? I think that's our show. Yeah. Unless there's anything else you wanted to cover. Hmm, I don't know. I think that's it. So, um, good show to start the new year, boss. Yes. Well,. I mean, uh, so we're going to have a guest next week. Not sure who it's going to be, um, but I, I just, I really, 
I don't see how we could have had a guest on today and talked about, you know. All this stuff. All this yeah. shit. <clears throat> so, And uh, I would have had uh, Cody or, you know, um, Bucks or somebody come on. But, you know, those guys are in Japan. Mm-hmm. So, and, 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 you know, and here's how great those guys are. Um, and how great to me they are. Like, if I would have hit them up, they would have probably tried to accommodate us, you know? And I just I wasn't gonna do that because I know how, I know how it is when people hit me up for that kind of thing and I have a lot going on and you know you don't want to disappoint so I'm not even gonna give them a chance to because um, I just want to tell them uh, congratulations mm-hmm. and um, and thank you thank you for helping make the business a better place absolutely all right and uh, Denise. Before we go, anything? Yeah, don't forget to follow our show on Twitter at XPOC12360. And then also don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Again, XPOC12360. You guys know how to do that. Feel free to follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Yes, I'm at Jay Quasto, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. We film our 400th episode this Sunday, January 6th in Port Wyneme. Follow at CWF Hollywood. So excited for that. And uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, congratulations, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. It's a big right? deal. Been there wow. since day one. Day one. It's been eight years, yeah. and I'm honored to be there. So, Yeah, uh, and also, um, a lot of you guys know Jimbo wasn't here this week, and yeah. we're going to have an update on that. Um, we missed Jimbo this week. Um, he's been an invaluable part of the show. Yes. I couldn't do it without him. It's and, family. Uh, and so uh, we'll have an update. We'll see what's going on with Jimbo next week. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as uh, everyone out there is concerned, uh, Happy New Year. I love you guys and ladies, and we'll see you right here next week. <sighs> Xbox One Two Three Sixty from AfterBuzz TV Studios. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark B. Donica, Jimbo Frank, and the entire Xbox One Two Three Sixty staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow Xbox on Twitter at the Real Xbox and email us at Xbox One Two Three Sixty Show at gmail.com. The Westwood One Podcast Network.